Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Uh, I want to talk this morning about uh, renewing your mind. I'll tell you what, there is so much mind activity going on today, so many ways the enemy attacks us, but one of the greatest ways is through the eye gate, in other words, through our, through our mind, through our thoughts. And just as much as your computer needs to be rebooted, every now and then our thinking needs to be rebooted as, rebooted as well. And just kind of just get a reboot, like, okay, let's kind of turn this thing on, kind of turn it back on, and, and get our mind back in order. Can I get a witness, amen? So today in the Word of God, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm very excited about what I have to share with you today. It's helped me so much in my own study, and I believe it's going to help you as well. So we're going to be talking about renewing your mind. And the key verse that we'll go with is, and this is a life verse. There's several life verses that we have. But a key verse that we're going to go with this morning is Romans 12, 2. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say it with me this morning. Be transformed. Then what happens? Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Then you'll know God's will because you're on his wavelength right now. Your mind has been renewed. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. How many of you want to know the will of God and walk in the way of God? Amen? In other words, and so you do it by renewing your mind. Now, I really should have started out with the scripture that goes right before this, and uh, I just noticed it. I was really focusing on you know, renewing your mind, don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed. But the Romans 1, pardon me, Romans 12, verse 1 says it this way, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. That's the verse that comes, and then it says, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. But the Lord is saying to us today, Jesus gave his body for us, so why can't we give our body for, for him, amen? In other words, it's not, you're already saved, it's not something you have to do, but I'm saying, in, he's saying this is your reasonable service that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. But don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All of God's people said amen. Amen. Lord, we just love you so much. And Lord, I thank you right now that you're going to speak to us during these next few moments. God, let our hearts and our spiritual ears be open to you. Lord, transform us from the inside out and make us the men and women of God you've called us to be. And we pray it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen. 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 Hold your Bibles high in the sky and say, this is my Bible, the living and powerful, proven word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God's holy word on which I stand, and having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. There's a set of notes that you received right here on campus and also online, and they'll give you a great framework for the message. I'm a real proponent of notes because they help you really to hold on to what's been shared each Sunday. So I bless you on that. Turn to your neighbor right now and just say, you sound like a believer to me, all right? You sound like a believer. I mean that. All right. Now, let me give you a premise this morning, everyone. You ready? Here's our premise. A transformed life is the result of a renewed mind. 
So that's our premise today. Say it with me right now. A transformed life is the result of a renewed mind. Now I'm going to have to ask you to preach back at me really strong today. Will you do that when I ask a response? Just kind of yell back at me. It, it helps me to go faster. Then I don't have to, you know, ask you to repeat it so many times, all right? Uh, say it with me. A transformed life is the result of a renewed mind. There you go. That's the church I know right there. The more you renew your mind, the more transformed your life is going to be. But how do we get there? How do we get to that place of having a transformed life? Well, the Bible says this. Here's the answer. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in other words, don't conform to this world but to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Now that word conform means to be pressed into the mold of this world. How many know that the world is trying to press you into its mold? God says this, don't be pressed into that mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't conform to the pattern of this world. Say it with me this morning, pattern. Pattern has to do with the values or the culture of this world. Don't be pressed into that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I wrote this down in my notes. When your mind is renewed, your life will be transformed, and you'll be led by the will of God instead of being misled by the ways of the world. Let me read that again. When your mind is renewed, your life will be transformed, and you'll be led by the will of God instead of being misled by the ways of the world. How many of you would rather be led by the will of God than to be misled by the ways of the world, right? That's where we talk about having a transformed life, living above the fray of this world and the thoughts of this world. So that word transformed actually comes from the Greek word, get ready for this, metamorpho, where we get the word metamorphosis. Now, how many of you science students remember back to grade school, they talked about metamorphosis, all right? And the illustration that they used was a butterfly. I'll get to that in just a second. But metamorphosis is transformation. So uh, metamorphosis, if you, if you do a word drop on your word program or on your Apple or on your PC, whatever, but if you just drop the word metamorphosis and look for synonyms, one of them, it's going to be change or transformation. So transformation and metamorphosis is the same thing. It means to change form, to change form, or to be changed from the inside out. So say with me this morning, to change form, and then to be changed from the inside out. So we've seen, and the best illustration of this is, is like the, the, the process of going from a worm to a butterfly. We've all seen how a humble, unsightly, uh, unappealing caterpillar turns into a beautiful butterfly by going through the process of metamorphosis. In fact, there are four stages in metamorphosis. First of all, you have the egg, and then you have the larva, then you have the pupa, and then you have the monarch butterfly. So that'll come up. So you start out with the egg right there on the right, then you go to the caterpillar, which is also called a worm, and you go then to the pupa, the chrysalis or the cocoon. You see the cocoon right there. And then you end up with the monarch butterfly. It's just beautiful, but it goes through a prophecy a process of metamorphosis, so it starts out as one thing, but it ends up another thing. So essentially, the worm goes from this, here's the worm, it goes from this, and that's not actually kind of a good-looking worm, actually. <laughs> but it goes from that to a beautiful monarch, all right? 
So what I want to just say is we kind of, in our own way, we start out in kind of a wormy way, but I'm talking about God's working on us, and he turns us out into that monarch. What was once a rather ugly and unappealing worm, it, it, over time turns into something beautiful, a monarch butterfly. And, 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 and that's called the process of metamorphosis, all right? Now, I'll give you a little bit more information than you want to know. Um, to, to become that butterfly, first of all, the worm eats uh, for 10 days, and he eats 100 times his weight. He eats 100 times his weight, and then he goes into 15 days of morphing, all right? So in that little cocoon. So it's a period of about 25 days, and then the monarch butterfly emerges beautifully, and the average monarch butterfly lives to be four to five weeks old, and that's it. But migratory monarchs uh, live to be eight or nine months old, all right? The ones that migrate um, live to be eight or nine months old, but the ones that are just born and just kind of fly around town, they live for four or five weeks, which should tell you something. Uh, if you don't have purpose in life and if you don't keep on going, you're going to die earlier. Can I get a witness? You know what I'm saying? In other words, keep on migrating, all right? In other words, have a place to go and have a destination. But here's what I want you to see here this morning. It's the same with us in our lives, this, this matter of metamorphosis or, or changing from the inside out. We've all been changed by the power of God. How many of you are believers here this morning, amen? And you can see that you are not what you used to be, not what you're going to be, but praise God, God is working on you right now. Hallelujah. We were once lost, but now we're found. We were once blind, but now we see. We were once sinners, but now we're saved. Hallelujah. And the Bible says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, how many of you are in Christ today? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're happy about this, that this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. <clears throat> Come on, you can do better than that. Now, the bulls and the sons are playing, and they're getting bigger applause than a redeemed life. Let's kind of, kind of, not the bulls, not, did I say the bulls? Milwaukee Bucks and the sons, uh, Phoenix Suns are playing. They're getting more applause on, in the in a, a arena than Jesus, the one that's transforming us, is getting in church this morning. Let's rev it up. Give it a good one for Jesus. Would you do that, amen? There we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, man, that's the church I love to preach at right there. God bless you. Now, so God is in the process, in your notes, God is in the process of transforming you into the likeness of Christ. It's a process. Say it with me this morning. It's a process. And the Bible says this, but we are all, say it with me, we are all, but we all, y'all, as we say down in Texas, y'all are being transformed. We are all being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're being changed we are being changed into the image of Christ from glory to glory, all right? We all are being transformed. I want you to just say this, because sometimes you're in a, you're in a sitting, like, you know, all of the super Christians are getting blessed today, but I'm just sitting on the fringes right now. Now, I'm talking about if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, it says, we all are being transformed. Hallelujah. Say it with me, I am being transformed. 
Hallelujah. I am being transformed. Notice that the scripture uh, says that you are being transformed into the likeness of what? Jesus. This means that you haven't arrived yet. You're still on your way, and God has more work to do. Always remember this, everyone. You are a work in progress, and God is going to complete his work that he started in you. But you are a work in progress. Hallelujah. You're not what you're going to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. And God is making progress, and it's incremental progress. He's making progress in your life. Hallelujah. You're not where you're going to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. How many of you believe that when you did get saved, you became a new creation in Christ Jesus? Amen. But how many of you would, almost say, would also say this morning that God still has some more work to do on you? And he's still chipping away at the old block, right? And you still got more progress. So God is still at work in your life. Praise God. Now, uh, let me just see here. I want to just see where I'm at. So you're a work in progress. Uh, in fact, I want to give you the scripture. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you is going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has begun a good work in you, and he's going to see it through to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. And then say to your neighbor, and if, just say this, and if you like me now, you're really going to like me. Come on now. I'm only getting better because God's at work in my life. Hallelujah. He's in the process. Now, how do we renew our mind? I'm going to give you just some steps here this morning to renewing your mind. I'm not going to give you them all. There's more than I'll share with you today. But I'm going to give you some key ones right now. And I want to ask you during these just next few moments that we have before we close service today that you'll lean into the Word of God. Do not let any fatigue take over. Fatigue is a bad tradition in the church. Amen? It's just a bad tradition. And if the devil tries to get you with fatigue, he's trying to keep you from a truth that might set you free. So I can tell you this morning, we are going to have some truth coming your way, truth that can transform you. So let me give you some steps to renewing your mind. First of all, be watchful over what you allow to be planted in the garden of your mind. Be watchful over what you allow to be planted in the garden of your mind. Now, this is just a metaphor, but your mind is like a garden. And the enemy is targeting your thinking, and you, you are the gardener of your, own, of your own mind. So what gets planted there and what gets uprooted there is up to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just like the thoughts that come in are like seeds that are sown, and, and you're the one that has control over that, whether you're going to pull those weeds out or you're going to let them grow. But you're watching over the garden of your own mind, if you if you'll understand what I'm saying right now. In fact, the Bible kind of puts it this way. Do not be, be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. How many know that we, we reap what we sow, right? And he who sows to his flesh will reap, uh, of, of the flesh reap corruption. Watch this. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption or destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So here's what we have. We are body, soul, and spirit, but the flesh and the spirit are always in this big fight. And the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And let me tell you who wins. I'll tell you what, who wins. Whether the flesh wins or the spirit wins, let me tell you the one who wins. It's the one that you feed the most. Can I hear it right now? 
Who's going to be stronger? It's the one that you feed the most. If you feed the flesh, the flesh is going to be stronger. If you feed the spirit, the spirit's going to be stronger. So the Bible says, for those who sow to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, of the spirit you're going to reap everlasting life. Hallelujah. I want to be sowing in life. In other words, in this garden that I'm watching over, this garden of my mind, this garden of my life, I want to make sure that I'm watching over what's being put into that garden. I want to sow to the spirit and not to the flesh, right? Plant good seeds. And then it says this, and let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't lose heart. But here's what I want you to see. Uh, let us not grow weary in, 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 in well-doing, in doing good. In other words, here's what I want you to know about gardening your life. It's tough. How many of you ever planted a garden and found out it wasn't is, an easy thing? To maintain a garden is not an easy thing. You have to constantly be cultivating it and pulling weeds and nurturing it and watering it and fertilizing it and doing all these kinds of things. And the Word of God says this, don't grow weary in this process. It's a good thing that you're doing. Don't grow weary. It's just talking about sowing and reaping, the very next verse. It says, don't grow weary in this process. Gardening is tough work, but in due season, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't lose heart. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. So as it pertains to renewing your mind, don't let this junk get into your spirit. Don't let these bad thoughts get into your spirit. They're like bad seeds that are growing up to be big weeds. Pull those out. Get rid of it. This is a good thing that you're doing. If you'll keep on doing it, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't faint and if you don't give up. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. Second thing this morning is this. Take authority over your thoughts. Take authority over your thoughts. God wants you to know that you have authority to change the way that you think. The devil doesn't have authority. God has authority. And the God in you is always more mighty than the devil that's giving you a run for your money. Lots of people say, man, man, that devil's just chasing me down. No, 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 no. You have authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. The greater one lives inside of you. And greater is he who's in me than he that is in this world. Always remember that you have authority over the devil. It's not the reverse. It's, it's that you have authority over the devil. Now, you can cross that line to where you're in bondage and you need to be delivered. I'm saying you can meddle and mess with the devil long enough to where he puts a chain on you, a chain that needs to be broken again. Just read your Bible. But Jesus said, I've come that you set you, set you free. And whom the Son sets free is going to be free indeed. God still has the upper hand over the devil. Now, God wants you to know that you have authority to change the way that you think. And the Word of God says this in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Now watch this. Say, say with me, mighty in God. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So all of this stuff that comes into your, you know, the mainstream of your thinking, all of this media stuff that's coming in, you have to decipher and then to separate it and to take authority of it. And it says, bring these bad thoughts Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, we watch our thoughts, we separate our thoughts, and we bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, 
It's, uh, we take authority over thoughts in much the same way that we take over, uh, authority over a wild animal or an, un, or an untamed animal, all right? How many of you ever had a dog that needed to be trained, <laughs> right? Or you had a horse that needed to be trained or any kind of an animal that needed to be trained? Uh, of course, cats are the exception. They cannot be trained, but anyway, uh, I shouldn't say that. I get in trouble with all of the cat people. But... Uh, but, uh, man, it's quiet in here. We must have a lot of cat people. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of letters this week about cats. Oh, no. But anyway, what I'm saying is this. We take authority over... If, an, if, an, if a dog, for instance, I've got more experience with dogs, but if a dog is unruly, you take authority of and bring him into obedience, all right? You bring him into obedience. It's with every thought. You see, that thought is a wrong thought. I'm not going to accept that thought into my life. I'm bringing that thought into obedience. And also, don't even let the thought get there in the first place. Many of the thoughts that we're just kind of playing with today in, in our media generation, we shouldn't be enter entertaining those thoughts in the first place. But we bring every thought that comes against you, and here's a, here's a thought, even the devil will throw all this kind of stuff, you're not enough, or you're never going to measure up, or you're a failure. That's a thought from the devil. I'm telling you what, God says this, you're my child, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves us and gave himself for us, amen? Praise God, when God created you, it was volume one, number one, and then he threw away the uh, mold, all right? I'm just saying that God loves you and God has a plan for your life, but the devil will try to speak against that. Take that thought captive and bring it into obedience. In other words, you bring it into obedience by telling the devil what the Word of God really does say. And that's what Jesus did when he was tempted by the devil. Can I get a witness here this morning? Amen? So number one, be watchful over what you allow to be planted in the garden of your mind. Secondly, take authority over your thoughts. Your thoughts don't have authority over you. You have authority over your thoughts. The same way that you can train an animal, you can train your thoughts. Third thing here this morning is this, is meditate on the word of God. Say with me, meditate. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate gets kind of the wrong rap here, but it's all through the Bible. Uh, but meditate on the word of God. In fact, the Bible says this. I love what Joshua said right at the beginning of, in the Old Testament. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. When he was talking about the book of the law, he was talking about the Pentateuch or the five books of Moses or the Torah. And he was saying this, this, these laws shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. In other words, ponder and think on it day and night that you might observe to do according to all that is written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So meditate on the word of God. How many of you want to be prosperous and have good success? And by prosperous, I use that word in, in a, a, a wide-ranging way. It can mean lots of different things, but it also means fruitful, to have a fruitful life. And you'll have good success. How many of you would like to have good success? Amen? So be a person of the word and, and, and meditate on the word of God. Ponder and think about it. And, and I read this the other day. It says, I was just reading, it says when it talks about meditate, it's also talking about reading and reciting. Reading and reciting. In other words, not only just reading the Word of God, but reciting the Word of God. And it just spoke to me, going like, man, I'm doing a lot of reading the Word of God, but I just need to do a little bit more reciting the Word of God. Speak it out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for any good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. God is with me, and if God be with me, who can be against me? If God be for me. But in other words, instead of just reading it and thinking, also speaking it out. 
And, and so reading and reciting, if you go to the Western Wall in Israel, you'll see a lot of Jews there that are bowing before at the Western Wall. They're praying, and in their prayers, they're going back and forth like this, but they're reading and they're reciting. They're not only just reading, but they're reciting it over and over again. There's something about speaking out the Word of God as well. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. So meditate on the Word of God. And then I love what it says in Psalms. It says this, blessed is the man. How many of you want to be blessed today, amen? And really it says blessed is the man, but it is, it is the man there where it says man, it's really in the Hebrew, it's gender neutral, it's the person. Blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the pathway of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In other words, God says this, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Stay clear of the ungodly, unless you're trying to win them to Jesus. But I'm talking about just don't be... Uh, you know, in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the pathway of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. I'll tell you what, you can find scornful people everywhere. Critical people, don't hang out with the critics. Hang out with people that have faith and people that can encourage you, amen? Blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the pathway of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his delight he what? He meditates day and night. What happens? He meditates day and night. He thinks about it. He speaks it out. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In Israel, they have these palm trees or these date trees, I should say. They're date trees, and the water is flowing by the date tree, and it gives it uh, nourishment. It gives it moisture, and the dates just come out. And he says, the, the, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Say it with me this morning. Whatever he does will prosper. Now, look at me, everyone. Sometimes in life, sometimes as believers, we get things kind of confused and kind of mixed up. And we'll say, man, if I don't choose box number one or box number two or box number three in my life, God's going to just let me have a miserable life. Man, I hope I, get, I hope I make the right choice. And I want to just say here this morning, if you love the Lord and you meditate on his word about anything that you do, he says, whatever you do will prosper. And, and I remember one time that I was in, in a decision. I had three ministries I could go to. And at one time in my life, I was just fortunate enough that I, was, uh, I had the opportunity to go to three different ministries at one time. And I got God, I just want to make the right choice. And if I make the wrong choice, I man, what's it going to do to the rest of my life? And then I called a pastor friend of mine from Indiana and who was just a wise pastor, Charles Hackett. And uh, he's in heaven now. But he said, hey, Perry, on this whole thing, just go to Psalm 1 and read it. Read it with me, the first three verses. And he said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the path of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates in a day and night. Are you that person? Are you love the Lord? You meditate in his word? And I said, yes. And he says, well, then you're going to be like a, true, like, a, like a tree planted by the living waters. And he says, what's the last thing it says in that verse 3? He says, and whatever you do will prosper. And you might think you made a bad choice or you might think that you picked the wrong box, but God says this, wherever you are, I'm going to cause you to prosper. Can I get a witness, amen? And I could prove it to you, and you might look at me like, Pastor Peter, is that really true? Look at people in the Bible. Look at Joseph. I mean, he, he got pulled out of a, of a pit and put in a prison, and yet God caused him to prosper right in the middle of the prison and become the ruler of, 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 of Egypt. So you understand what I'm saying? He, he, God will, wherever you go, even if you've made a mistake, God says this, I'm still going to bless you right where you're at. Hallelujah. Praise God. That helps me today. Praise the Lord. So meditate on the word of God. Renew your mind. Now, 
Number four is this. Build yourself up in your faith and prayer. In other words, in your holy faith and prayer. How many are glad for the faith of God that you have this morning? Amen? How many are glad to be a person of faith? Wave at me this morning. Amen? How many are glad? Well, that's about half of us. Let me ask you again. How many of you glad this morning to be a person of faith? Amen? Faith of our fathers living still, all of that, the faith that we have, the faith of our parents and all of that, the faith in God. Build your faith. And then also pray, learn to pray. It says, but you, dear friends, and I'm saying that to you this morning, dear friends, and I want to thank you again, everyone, Harvest Church, for just being such dear friends and wonderful, a wonderful church family. Thank you for all this journey that we've been on in our life. You realize that we've been on a journey right now that uh, no one's been on in 100 years. We've gone through this journey and through the pandemic, and we don't, still don't know with all this other junk going on and what the media's feeding us and what is true and what isn't true. It's a very unstable time to be alive today, but thank God we've held together as a church. And I really appreciate you, and I just can't, uh, I can't convey my appreciation for you in a deep enough way. I just thank you for all that you do. And he says this, but you, dear friends, by building yourself up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love. In other words, be intentional as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ as we wait for Christ to come. So he says this, uh, keep yourselves in the holy faith. Keep on praying, keep on going, but be intentional about your faith. Thank you, Lord God, be intentional. Say it with me this morning, be intentional. Do you know, I wanna just thank you here this morning for being intentional about coming to church today. I just really bless you for being intentional. I know that you're going to be doing a lot of other things. You could, have, you could have chosen a lot of other places to go, but I thank you for coming to church this morning. In other words, and I thank our online family for being on, on church as well. I just want to say this. The on-campus experience is a more genuine experience than being online, although I love our online experience. But what I'm saying is I want to invite all of our online folks that are watching right now to get back into the church as well because there's something that happens in a corporate setting with God's people. I'm talking about real people in a real place and sensing the presence of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. I want to thank you for being intentional and saying, <clears throat> and saying, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. We're going to be there. Praise God. Man, when I was a little kid, there was no question that we were going to go to church. Right after I was born, I was in church on Sunday. I can promise you, my mom played the organ and the piano. Twins were born that week. We were both in church on Sunday. And I was there every time. And man, when I got sick, I'd say, Dad, I feel like I'm sick right now. No, you come to church because we pray for sick people. You'll be there. <laughs> and, 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 and there was no debate all the way up until I was a senior in high school, till I walked the line as a senior. Then I was basically on my own. But as long as I was under his house, under his roof, we did it Dad's way. There was no debate with the kids, man. There was like, oh, man, Daddy, you're going to warp me if I don't get to make my... You're already warped. You need to be unwarped. You know what I'm saying? In other words, in other words you're going to get warped by the world or I'm going to have you in church. So, so it was this whole thing of like, we just knew that I wasn't going to ask that question until I was in college. Then I was out from under dads. I'd make my own choices. But Joshua said, you can do whatever you want, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm saying there. Oh, be proactive and pr be intentional about your faith, especially in the world that we live in today. Hallelujah. You know, I've met some people <laughs> in the stores right now. Uh, let me just say this. I would rather be in Harvest Church this morning than Walmart or Costco. All right, I'm just telling you. But I've met people out there, and, and they go, Pastor Perry, we're going to come back to church as soon as it's safe to do it. And we're all with about 1,000 other people in Costco. 
or, or Walmart. We're going to come back to church as soon as it's safe to do it. And I, you just got to be thinking, you know, like, okay, uh, yeah, right. And, and, and it, but I'm glad that, for, and I invite, again, all of our online people, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you a little bit, but I want you to come back to church and get, and, 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 and be intentional about your faith and growing in your faith. Because, let me just say this too, during this pandemic, there's been a, also a falling away of people that have been sitting on the fence and they're not sitting on the fence anymore. They haven't decided to come back into the life of the church. They've decided just to stay out of the life of the church or they say we're watching online, but they're not watching online at all. They just stopped watching online and they're going to go into fade out on God. I don't want you to fade out on God. I want you to fade in on God. Be intentional about your faith. Continue to grow in God and be the salt and light people that God has called us to be. In this world of darkness, he has called us to be light. In this world, we need to be salt as well. But I'm talking about let your light so shine among men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. In other words, but it takes intentionality to do it. Well, that's not in any of my notes, but it'll, it'll work, all right? Meditate on the word of God. Build yourself up in the most holy faith and in prayer. The noted author, Richard Foster, who is a Quaker, uh, uh, Dr. Foster was a, at, at Quaker College in Wichita, Kansas. He wrote the book Celebration of Discipline. He said, to pray is to change. I wrote in my Facebook this week, he said, to pray is to change. But I wrote in my Facebook this week, prayer not only changes things, prayer changes you. And we always used to say prayer changes things or prayer changes everything. It's true, but prayer not only changes things, but it, it changes you. How does this pertain to renewing your mind? If you'll be in the Word of God, everybody, and meditate on it, your mind is going to be renewed. If you'll be in prayer and pray, be a person of consistent, persistent prayer, your mind's going to be automatically renewed because God is downloading His Spirit into you. Praise God. He gives you an antivirus every time that you read the word of God, antivirus every time that you pray, hallelujah, and he gives you his spirit, his DNA, not the DNA of the world, but his DNA, so pray, prayer changes things, but prayer changes you, so never stop praying, say it with me this morning, never stop praying, now here's the best context, and I found this in my study, Here's the best context, and it's the very next verse after it says never stop. Here's, here's how it goes. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen? How many of you want to be in the will of God? Hallelujah. So rejoice always. Say it with me this morning. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and it doesn't mean that we just pray all day long. It means be consistent and be persistent in your prayers. And then it says this, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. How many of you are thankful today for all God's done? Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Say it in everything. Now, it doesn't say for everything give thanks. It says in everything give thanks. There's a lot of stuff we're going through. Man, I'm in the middle of a mess. You want me to give thanks? I didn't say in, for everything give thanks, but in everything give thanks. Thank you, Lord God, even though I'm going through this tough time, God, you're going to make me stronger for it. God, you're going to work all things together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now we're renewing our mind. Hallelujah. We're not dwelling on the negative. We're dwelling on God. Hallelujah. Now, here's the fifth one, and this is a good one, all right? Here's the fifth point. We only got one more point to go. Don't let the devil dock in the harbor of your mind. Don't let the devil dock in the harbor of your mind, all right? So the Bible describes our bad thoughts as ships looking for a harbor. I'll, I'll explain this in just a second. 
there are things that you can harbor up in your heart that God doesn't want to be there. So if your life, if your mind is like a harbor, don't let the ships that are bad ships dock in that harbor of your life. Now watch this. You cannot keep bad ships from sailing back and forth on the ocean, but you can refuse them docking privileges in the harbor of your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, the ships are out in the ocean and they carry a certain kind of cargo, but the ships with the bad cargo, when they come into the harbor of your mind, you can say, oh, you're coming in. No, I'm not giving you docking privileges. And, and, and in, other words, in other words, don't let bad thoughts harbor in your mind. How many of you have seen people that have great hurt in their life and they've allowed hurt to just harbor in their mind? And I'm telling you what, it just makes everything worse. And, and so what kinds of thoughts do we harbor? And I, I honestly, I have them all I've written down in the scripture reference, but I don't have time to share it this morning. But trust me, they're in the Old Testament and the New. What kind of thoughts do we harbor? Leviticus says there are people that harbor hatred against their brothers. God says, we don't want you to harbor hatred against your brother. Deuteronomy talks about those who harbor wicked thoughts. Wicked thoughts. Job talks about those who harbor anger and resentment in their heart. God says, I don't want you to have anger or resentment in your heart. The psalmist talks about those who harbor malice in their hearts. Malice has to do with ill will against people. Proverbs talks about those who harbor deceit in their heart, a deceitful life. Proverbs talks about that. Jeremiah talks about those who harbor evil thoughts. James talks about those who harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in their hearts. Bitter envy. You can say it with me this morning, bitter envy. Now listen, everyone, I know... Um, Facebook. Have you ever heard of Facebook? Uh, anyway, there are times in Facebook, honestly, you know, there's a lot of interesting things going on, but it also can conjure up some envy. And then sometimes it can be bitter envy because you go like, man, they have everything that I don't have. And how do you know that most people show their best pictures on Facebook? You know what I mean? Uh, how many of you know that everyone, nearly everyone is good looking on Facebook? You know what I'm saying? And, and by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm exhibit A. I, I, I use the delete on my camera a lot, man. If the lighting is not right and if the if picture is not right, that goes right into the trash can. I don't even need to see it again. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I don't put my best, I, I, I try to put my best foot forward or my best face forward, if you will. And, and, and so, you know, but you can look at the lives, man, they're, they're over there and wherever eating these great food. You know, we take pictures of food and show it on there. And, all, and then you can have, you know, envy show up and bitter envy. James doesn't want us to have harbor anything in our lives like that. And, and Jesus talked about those who harbor hatred in their heart. He doesn't want us to hate. So don't let the devil dock in the harbor of your heart. Man, this helped me so much. Because when you see these bad thoughts coming your way, you can't stop the ships from sailing on the ocean, but you can stop them from harboring in the harbor of your mind or your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, wait a second. I see out there, but no, no, no privileges today. You can't come into the dock of my mind or my heart in the name of Jesus. Does that help anyone here this morning? Amen. Just kind of say. And then there are some stuff, bitterness and wrath and all of these other things. It, it, uh, if you could see that what's there, it's not really a ship. Sometimes it's like a barge of garbage that's harboring right there at your dock. You're going like, man, I want that out of here. You, your, your privileges of docking are no more sail out to sea. I don't know where you're going to go, but you're not going to go right here in the name of Jesus. Now, last thing is this. It's the last thing. 
Think about excellent things. Think about excellent things. In fact, when I first wrote the note on this, I said, think about good things, because I think good things are good things to think about. But when I got to read Scripture, I found out that excellent is better than good, and it's what the Scripture says. Think about excellent things. And so uh, I used to work for Sears and Roebuck. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Sears and Roebuck. Does anyone ever hear of Sears? And they used to have Sears and Montgomery Ward and J.C. Penney. And uh, then I, I worked for Sears and Roebuck. And in Sears and Roebuck, in the early days, they had good, better, and best, all right? All of the products were good, better, and best. And the idea was to get you to come in for the $69 sewing machine so that they could upgrade you to the better one or upgrade you to the best one. And if it was the best one, it would be called Sears Best. It had the Sears Best signal or, or, or you know, sticker on there. I got the Sears Best. I didn't just start out with good. I went better and best. And uh, then the Trade Commission said, now you're upgrading people, it's not fair, and anyway, that went away. But all I'm saying is here this morning, let's not just stick with good, but let's go to excellent, all right? And so think on excellent things. And some thoughts I wrote down here, you know, thoughts are like birds of the air, but uh, uh, really I just wrote down, some thoughts are like angry birds. You ever heard of angry birds? Okay, and, and they're like, you know, that video game, Angry Birds in the movie and everything. Some thoughts are like angry birds. Although you cannot keep birds from flying over your head, you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Can I get a witness, amen? You can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. And that's it is with the thoughts. Thoughts are always flying at you. If you took the time to see how many thoughts are flying your way through commercials, through input and all of that, it's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of thoughts a day, but hundreds anyway, to be fair. They're all over there like a bunch of birds. You, they're they're going to be up there, but you don't have to allow them to lodge themselves in your hair. Amen? Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. So bad thoughts may come, but they cannot stay if we speak against them the truth of God's word. So the last thing is this. Resist negative thoughts, resist ungodly thoughts, and assist positive thoughts, all right? In other words, resist the negative thoughts, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist negative thoughts, but assist positive godly thoughts in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, now, one last thing. Say it with me this morning. One last thing. All I got is one last thing right now. And now, dear brothers and sisters, Paul says this. He says, one last thing. One last thing. What is the last thing? Well, he says this. Fix your thoughts. We're talking about renewing our mind right now. Here's, 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 here's kind of his conclusion. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and, and admirable and, and of, of good report. Think about these things. Think about things that are excellent. Remember I said excellent up there? Think on excellent things. Think on things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, everyone, with our abundance right now, uh, the proliferation of media right now. Media is like splitting up right now. It used to be the you know uh, cable TV and everything, and now everyone right now is, is going into just uh, you know you've got Disney Plus, you've got Netflix, you've got uh, Peacock, you've got uh, Hulu, you've got all these other things. But there, uh, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got HBO, all of these things. I'm saying there's a proliferation right now of stuff that we, is being put towards us, and a lot of it's agenda-driven, but a lot of it's driven from hell as well. And I'm telling you here this morning, just because you have access to it and it's free to you or whatever, you're paying for it, you don't have to watch what the devil's trying to peddle to you. And I want to, can I get a big amen by myself? 
Sometimes I wonder why we finance this stuff because we do finance it with our payment. But there's a lot of junk that you should not be watching. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you touch. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go because your father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. And let me just say, when you're on the computer and are tempted to go to sites that you shouldn't be going to and you know you shouldn't be, you should just pretend that Jesus is sitting right next to you. And what sites could you see if Jesus was sitting next to you? Because he is. There's nothing that escapes his notice. And I'm saying as believers right now, there are some things we've got to shut our way. We have to take control over every high thought that exalts itself against Jesus Christ and bring it into subjection. And I'm not going to watch that. And you have to be intentional about it because it can destroy your soul. Hallelujah. And so watch that. Hallelujah. Watch what you're watching in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Think on things that are excellent and, and, and good in the name of the Lord. So, fix your thoughts on things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Oh, by the way, I knew what I was forgetting to say. There's a lot of stuff right now dealing with a demonic on Prime and all of it. Have you noticed that just like an upsurge of things dealing with a demonic? I'm, I'm, I'm serious right now. And, and the movie theaters, young people, you go to the movie theaters and you watch these demonic films, I'm telling you what, don't be surprised if a demon kind of follows you home. And I'm talking about and, and joins you. I'm talking about, I don't even mess with that stuff. I've been in, sometimes I've been watching a preview of, a, uh, been in there and a preview goes up. This demonic thing came up on the, as a preview, not as a movie that I was going to see, but as a preview. I just went like this. I just covered my eyes and closed my ears because I, I don't want to have any entrance through my ears or through my eyes of anything demonic like that. Can I get a witness right now? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Man, I had a guy several years ago came to church several times and he had, he had demons on the inside of him and they were crawling in his body. I'm talking about right here in the church. And he said, I can't get rid of him. He'd be talking to me right then, just like, and we would pray to cast those demons out. He was so bound by demons. What I'm saying is, everybody, it ain't kind of a little devil thing that we say at, 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 at Halloween or he's dressed up in a little red suit. He's real and he plays for keeps and you have to avoid him at all costs. And he works through the channel of your thinking so much of the time in the name of Jesus. Anyway. So watch that and be wary of that and say, no, I'm bringing every high thing that exalts itself against the name of Jesus Christ into subjection. I'm training my thoughts and I'm taking authority over my thoughts and I'm bringing them into obedience to the word of God. Can I get a witness this morning? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I'm... I've been doing this for 30 years right now and uh, preaching and being a lead pastor for 30 years, so I'm not a novice anymore. There's a lot of things that I say to you that I wouldn't have said 20 years ago, but now I just don't care. I just go like, I mean, you know, try to be politically correct. I'm just, I, that ship has sailed a long time ago. And, 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 and then I'm trying to avoid the Word of God and what the Word of God says. No, that ship has sailed. Try to make people happy. That ship has sailed. I'm just saying, I'm just going to preach it straight because we need truth. We need a truth. 
we need a truth that'll set us free. And I found out that, pr- that, that, people, that people like you are smart enough to know the truth. You know when you hear it. And you go like, I didn't... I had someone say to me after the first services, I don't like that. Keep preaching it. Please keep preaching it. You know, it's like that stuff that we don't want to hear. Please keep preaching it because it changes us, and we have to hear that. Say what we need to hear. And, and so I'm at, I've been delivered uh, from public opinion. You know, it happens. It's the only good thing. It's one, <laughs> it starts in your 50s. You know what I'm saying? It starts in your 50s, and it keeps on going to your 50s. You go like, man... Been there, done there, got the t-shirt, I don't care. I'm going to say what I need to say. And if it offends some people, it'll offend some people. But my thing is I want to offend you right out of hell into heaven. That's what I want to do. I want to offend you right out of hell into heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, man, I didn't like that, but it got me to heaven. So that's it. Amen. So thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand with me this morning, if you would, and let's pray. Um, you've got the steps right there. Be watchful over what you allow to be planted in the garden of, the, of your mind. You're the garden keeper. You're the one that makes the choice. Pull those weeds out. Take authority and watch what you sow. Watch what you sow. Take authority over your thoughts. We talked about that. And then uh, uh, I'm looking for the third one right now. Meditate on the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, my gracious. Meditate on the Word of God. I think I missed a scripture here, but um, uh, there's so many that I had, but I wanted to say this too. Where is it at here? Um, But it talked about praying in the Holy Spirit when you pray. It was under prayer. Take authority of your thoughts. Jude 20, yes. It was Jude 20. Thank you. Um, Hold it. I got to tell you this. Where is it at here? Pastor Perry, you're acting like you're old now. But then I don't care. Um, What was it under here? Take authority. Oh, Jude, there it is. But but you, dear friends, by building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying, I, I talked about praying, but I want to talk to you just for a second. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. So in other words, you get past praying cerebral prayers to praying heart prayers. And, and let me just say as, as a believer, is please get, get past the rote prayers, even the written prayers, to where, and you can quickly make the jump to the heart prayers. You just know when you're there, right? How many of you know when you're there? Say, God, okay, I'm, I'm, only words are coming out of my heart right now, but I want to be praying in the Holy Ghost. I want to be praying in the Holy Spirit. That could be mean speaking in tongues. That could be mean praying in, in, in the Holy Ghost. But, but it, I'm talking about you just know when you are in the Spirit. And there's something more than just, I'm not, it's no, more, no longer words right now, but I'm, I'm going to be, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. The Word of God says this. But in our prayers, we really need to make, God, I just want to know that I'm in the Spirit. And I'll be walking and praying. I do this every morning, six days a week. And I can walk a block and not be in the Spirit. I can be praying, but I'm not in the Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit, well, that that was nice, but it's better to be in the Spirit. Not condemning me at all, because when you're in the Spirit, it takes you to a different place. It takes you to the presence of God, and that's where the change begins to take place. You're hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. In other words, this, this is for everyone. You don't have to be spiritual or have gone to college for X number of years. No, no, no. It's for every person in this place that, God, let me get out of my head and get a little bit more into my heart and get, Lord God, into your presence. And it's called praying in the Holy Spirit. So he says this. Um, he says, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith 
praying in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Keep yourself in God's love. Be intentional. But pray in the Holy Spirit. Just say it with me. Pray in the Holy Spirit. I was just supposed to get that out to you, and that was bugging me here uh, at the end. I kind of glossed over that, and I just pray in the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts. Your words are spirit, and they are life. And Lord, I thank you right now for every person in this place. We're on a journey together. And God, so much of the journey that we're on involves the thoughts that we think and the, the attack of the enemy and, and all of the things that he sows in our mind and, 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 and seeds of discord and seeds of fear and all kinds of things. Lord God, we just pray right now that after we've seen your word this morning, we will not be conformed to this world, but will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, Lord, let our minds be renewed by your mighty power. And I just pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I want to pray, before you leave, I want to just pray a special prayer over you. If you're standing here this morning, just kind of uh, close your eyes for just a moment. But if you say, man, I just feel like the enemy has really been attacking me in my thought life. And, and I don't want my thoughts to be on godly thoughts. I want my thoughts to be godly thoughts. I don't want my thoughts to be on righteous thoughts. I want them to be righteous thoughts. I don't want my thoughts to be on holy thoughts. I want my thoughts to be holy thoughts. But the enemy's really been attacking me in the gateway of my mind. In other words, in my mind. The Lord says we can have renewed minds. And I just want to just pray right now with authority over the enemy. And we're going to ask the Lord right now just to let you just be released into a new realm of freedom and in your thinking and 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 uh, in your mind hallelujah that your mind will be renewed in the name of jesus but if you say i'm just really going through a, a struggle right now just with the enemy you know interference in my life and interference in my thinking i want to just ask you very quickly i'm not going to call you forward but i want to just ask you quickly just to lift your hand if you would just lift your hand and say i need that kind of a prayer in my life just need that kind of prayer and i'll tell you what i'd say that is probably about 80 percent of us here in this room and 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 you, everyone now just lift up your both hands to the lord just lift up both hands to the Lord. So we've all got this going on. And, and I, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Almighty God, I just come against every attack of the enemy, every attack of the evil one who comes and flings his little fiery darts at us. Lord, we hold up the shield of faith right now, wherewith we'll be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Lord, we come against that wicked little fiery dart that he throws into our thinking. God, I just pray right now for every person in this place, Lord God, that you will set your people free. God, that every argument will be cast down and brought into alignment with the word of God and brought into obedience, Lord God, everything that exalts itself from you. God, I pray right now that you will set your people free. And Lord, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We give you praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we speak it forward right now. We come against the enemy's attack. Lord, let us not be conformed to this world, but let us be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we can know what your will of God, what the will of God is. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Say it with me this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word today. Let me not be conformed to this world, to be pressed into its pattern, but Lord, let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And I pray it in your holy name, in the mighty name 
of Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, you could even feel peace in that prayer. It just was like coming, just like I mean, God just changing it right now. In other words, this God's like, wow. You could, I, just, I just felt that right now in the moment, just the peace of God, like just coming right on your mind. That's how God is. And, and just walk out with that. I'm talking about just continue in that even today as you pray. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Say with me, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And Lord, thank you for making me free in my thinking. And renew my mind. Say with me, renew my mind, Lord God. I give myself to you in the name of Jesus. Now give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just pray a blessing of you right now. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, I just speak blessing and favor and mercy and grace and safety, Lord God, and wisdom over your people today. God, let your face shine on your people, Lord God. God, and provide them, Lord God, with your provision and your peace. And I just pray this right now just to be blessed. May you be blessed in the Lord today. May your week be blessed. Hallelujah. And may you grow in the Lord and become more like him. Thank you, Lord God. Just be blessed in the Lord. And may the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace. And I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said amen. 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 God bless you. I love you so much. We'll be back next week. And uh, keep on growing. Amen. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Thank you.